Hi, I'm Joey Grimland, and welcome to the Outdoor Chronicles podcast, where we share our latest and greatest adventures in camping, kayaking, fishing, and hiking. Thanks for tuning in. Life is better outside. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one, coming to you from the Matagorda Outfitters studio. Uh, I've never heard of Matagorda Outfitters. You really need to check them out. They have amazing fishing apparel, as well as uh, Hey Dudes, um, uh, a whole bunch of fishing gear. And it's a really cool vibe uh, in that store in itself. It's really cool. And the people are awesome. Uh, I like going to websites and looking at... uh, their about page, kind of getting a little history, um, you know, about the store itself, um, kind of just find out how they, you know, got started. And if you go to Matagorda Outfitters, you'll see that it says what it's all about. Sand in our toes, a cold beer in our hand and tight lines. It's our idea of a perfect day. Whether you're waiting East Bay, stalking the flats, deep drop in the deep blue or sunbathing on the beach, Matagorda Outfitters offers memories that will last a lifetime. Their goal is to be a central part of those memories and inspired by a simple concept, to provide a unique retail experience that focuses on quality brand partners and always puts their customers' experience first. So um, as you'll see, I am rocking the Matagorda, one of the Matagorda Outfitters lids. Um, Yes, this is a podcast, and I asked you uh, if you will see. I'm also doing video. So for those individuals who would rather uh, watch YouTube videos, you can watch me, this ugly mug here, or you can just put me on uh, in in your vehicle on the way to work, on the way home from work. But I'm glad you're joining me, and I'm super excited uh, to start this new venture. Uh, The previous podcast I had done, it's just, it was solely kayak fishing, but I want to expand on that. Um, So, but just wanted to give props to Matagord Outfitters. Okay. So uh, many times you're going to hear me talk about Heroes on the Water. What is Heroes on the Water? It's an outdoor adventure itself. It's an organization that um, takes veterans, first responders, and their family members kayak fishing free of charge so they can relax and rehabilitate. I love the um, the uh, motto. It's paddle, fish, heal. Uh, and we seem to always do that when we have our events. Um, we have events essentially once a month for Heroes on the Water. And uh, so it's just such a great experience. Um, the Matagorda chapter, uh, so there's about 60 chapters in 30 states uh, for Heroes on the Water. And the Matagorda chapter, we started it uh, a couple years ago. And um, it, it's just, it's nothing but a good time. Uh, we've, you know, our particular chapter, we have 15 kayaks and we have, about 45 volunteers, uh, about 15 volunteers show up at every single event, and we just have a really good time. So on this podcast, I, I do plan on providing you all with some commentary regarding what's going on with Heroes on the Water uh, within our local chapter there um, in Matagorda. So that leads me to um, what is going on. Well, we just had an event on August 19th, and it was a success. Uh, it was an absolute great success. And coming up here soon, uh, we're having a benefit on September 2nd. It will be hosted by um, Matagorda Outfitters. 
And we're really pumped about that. We're going to have a raffle and uh, Matagorda Outfitters is hosting a raffle for us. And it, it's to raise funds and resources, you know, because we are a nonprofit. Uh, so we have to raise our own funds uh, to be able to buy the resources for all of our veterans and first responders. And what are those resources? Well, it's kayaks, uh, rods and reels, lures, life jackets, all that good stuff. And we got to maintain it. So um, on September 2nd, we're having the benefit. I'm going to tell you a few of the uh, items that have been donated from our gracious contributors and partners who want to give back uh, to our veterans who have served us. And this is just a very short list of things. I won't list them all uh, right now. I think we're up to 25 donated items. Uh, or Tactical that's located in Needville has donated an AR-10. Mariner Sales, located in Dallas, has lo- has donated a new canoe Frontier 12 kayak with two 360 swivel seats so it can be converted into a tandem if you wanted it to be. David's Tackle in Rosenberg is donating a custom-built fishing rod, red, white, and blue theme. Bayou Pole Boys, uh, Bayou Boys, Po Boys, uh, they're located in Needville, Texas. They donated a gift card and uh, Egret Baits, Ken Shamont with uh, Egret Baits and Voodoo. They, they're donating uh, fishing lures and soft plastics. Uh, let's see here. Black Eagle Knives, BETU has donated a custom knife. Bayside Chick Matagorta is donating a Consuela bag. They did the same thing last year, and that bag is really cool. Um, and those are, it's like a $450 bag. I mean, it's a really nice bag. Um, what else we got? Um, Turner Rod Company, uh, Drew, he's donating a custom rod. He's actually building it in, uh, in the next few days, and it's going to have a Heroes on the Water theme. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Shells to Scales Guide Service is donating a, a fishing a guided fishing trip in Matagorda. So, I mean, that's quite a few uh, of the top items that are being uh, donated to raffle off. And so we're really excited. We raised a lot of money last year, able to get brand new rods and reels for our veterans to use. So uh, it's a really great thing. Uh, what else have we got for Heroes on the Water? Oh, in our next um, uh, kayak fishing event for our veterans is september 16th like i said we we have monthly meetings um let's see we had a in march uh our unfortunately in march our event was canceled due to high winds because we're not going to put veterans on the water when it's over 15 miles an hour but we had events in april may june july we just had one in august and we're having one in september lord willing uh, if the um weather will allow us to do that. So, you know, on this podcast, we're going to talk about camping and uh, all the various things. Why camping? Well, because Sandy and I, we got married in May and we just thought, Hey, we, she grew up camping, uh, going to state parks with her family. And I love camping. I had a camper before I met her. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go camping like once a month, probably. uh, And then I'll be able to relay all of uh, what we have found to like uh, and not like at the state parks. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have any cons at state parks because, you know, typically you go to any uh, Texas state park and it's really nice facilities, nice restrooms. They keep everything up. They're not all like that, but the majority of the ones are. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about our recent trip to Garner 
state park. Um, now you may be asking yourself, truly he's not camping in August in Texas because, uh, the temps have been crazy. I mean, like 106, 107, 108, and this is Texas. This is not Arizona. Yeah, Texas is typically hot in the summer, but it's, it's been really hot. And I'm not complaining. I'm just stating facts because I'm a Texan through and through, so it doesn't necessarily bother me. But I did a little research to see, like, are these extreme temperatures? And I looked it up, and it said that it was a record for consecutive days. I think it was 29 days, July 17th through August 14th with 100 plus temps during that time frame 29 days with temps being over 100 um but just letting you know Sandy and I are not crazy uh, we we were able to keep cool at Garner State Park um and how were we able to do that the Frio River um now it was low uh, I guess you can kind of gauge it by where the dam is there near Garner State Park. Um, the water was barely trickling over the dam when we went. Uh, it was just a few days ago that we went, and we stayed for four days. Uh, where is Garner State Park? It's an hour and a half to two hours west of San Antonio. And if you want to get in pretty much at any state park, you need to be reserving especially if you're in a camper, because we're in a camper. Uh, you need to be reserving your state park uh, reservation. You need to make those re reservations at least a month out. I try to do it three, four months out. Um, we stayed at site 311 at Garner State Park, and it was... I mean, I try to do a little research before I make my reservations, but this one seemed to be, I think, the perfect camping spot. Um, it was, I think, about 60 yards from the restrooms, and it was about 100 yards for a really easy entrance into the Frio River. So we really loved um, our particular uh, site that we had reserved. Uh, Garner, what's it known for? Because a lot of state parks are known for various things like McKinney Falls. You know, obviously they have the falls and um, Brazos Bend State Park is known for like all the alligators out there and bird watching that you can do. But uh, Garner State Park is known for the Frio River, the dance, the song, Old Baldy, bird viewing, deer, rabbits, and fishing. Um, so let's start with the Frio River. That's how we kept cool because uh, it was 100 plus temps when we were there. And Sandy recently purchased some beach chairs. They sit super low to the ground, so we took those down to the water and uh, just found about where the... So the, the river bottom itself, the river Rio River bottom, it's um, just a ton of gigantic boulders. And so we found some that were about eight inches, uh, you know, there was about eight inches of water, and we just put our chairs right on top of that and just chilled in the sun and had a good time. We brought the Bluetooth speaker, the Sonos speaker, which... I got a little beef with my Sonos speaker. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have them, but I have a Sonos Beam speaker that's in my TV uh, in the in the den where we all hang out and watch TV. And then I got these little speakers because they're supposed to be like one of the best types of speakers. And sometimes they just decide not to work, and it's very frustrating. And then I have to watch a YouTube video how to convert it to Bluetooth, and it works about half the time. I'm not a complainer, like I'm a problem solver, but 
those speakers should be way better and easier to connect to my phone. But we were able to get those uh, speakers working and enjoyed some country, Texas country music while we were chilling in the Frio heaven. Some nice cold Dr. Peppers. Um, I mentioned earlier the dance. So when I, at the top, I told you what Garner's known for. I'm going to kind of walk through some of those bullet points. The dance. Um, so Sandy's been going to Garner ever since she was a kid. I, I think she went um, annually, I suppose, with her family. So it's kind of a tradition for her. But me being in my mid-40s, I had never been to Garner. Um, I think I've been to about 15 state parks. Garner was not one of them. But I think anybody who is anybody who camps in Texas, that's a staple in their repertoire of state parks to go to, right? Uh, so this was my first time. So I was really excited because it's such a popular place. But they have the dance tradition. I think it started in 1941. Uh, and every night for two or three hours, they have a dance out at the pavilion. And the pavilion's not an action. When I think of pavilion, I'm thinking a uh, big covering. I was thinking like a gigantic, I don't know, carport, you know, but like times 10. No, it was really like there's this huge, beautiful tree. And then there's uh, a bunch of, I, I believe, bricks or concrete uh, surrounding. And young and old get out there and dance and have a good time. Um, did I dance? Do you want to know? Yes. Sandy and I get out there and danced. Um, I'm not that good of a dancer, but I, I, I managed to have fun out there with her and it was, uh, we made some good memories. Um, as I'm talking here, I realized I haven't been clicking on the slides to show you guys our setup. So, uh, I will talk about the setup here and then I'll get back to Garner. So this is our standard setup. I have a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, and then I have a um, a little tiny two-person camper. I'm sure you guys have seen those little teardrop-type campers rolling down the highway on the weekends when people are heading out to go camping. Mine's not necessarily a teardrop. It's a um, Sunset Sunray E109 Sport. Um, I love it. It's perfect for Sandy and, Sandy and I. We it's just, On the inside, the only thing that there is is a bed. There's a place underneath for storage. And then you have an AC unit with a little shelf. And that's it. Super simple. On the front of the um, camper is a cargo area. And it's perfect because I have a Jeep. I don't have a pickup truck. I have a Jeep. So I those big ticket items that we want to take with us uh, on the campouts, I just put in that cargo area. I have about three waterproof containers that I put there. Uh, in the image there, you'll see that, of course, we post the colors. I have U.S. flag and Air Force flag because I was uh, in the Air Force for 10 years. I'm proud of proud of that. Um, so in the back of the – oh, here's Carrie. So Carrie got to go with us as well, my sister, and she stayed in a tent. So we purchased – Sandy and I purchased a tent um, for any of the – hold on one second. Sadie, my – wonderful uh australian shepherd um found the cord uh velcro things to keep cords and she was chewing on that don't want her to die today so i had to get that from her back to the podcast so carrie stayed in the tent yeah sandy and i purchased this tent for anybody that wants to go with us and we also you'll see at the bottom right there of the image there's a little hose coming out because we also got a portable ac unit to put in there so Carrie said she really enjoyed 
the camp out and said that she was very comfortable there at night. And I think it was Saturday night or Sunday night. Um, she said she was actually freezing and had to go get extra blankets uh, from her luggage that she had. So she had a good time. And here's the back of the camper that we call a scout. Um, there's a kitchen area there. The back hatch just kind of folds up. We have a refrigerator, microwave, sink, and a propane grill, but we don't really use that propane grill top. Um, I just put a cutting board on top of that, and we just use that for Sandy uses it to cut up stuff because that that kitchen there, that's that's where all the magic happens. Uh, Sandy is a wonderful cook, and uh, I'll be talking about her cooking quite a bit as well. And like she takes it, I mean, not serious, but she's like really good at it, and she just follows the recipes. But all of her meals just turn out amazing. Here in this image, we have our eight foot white table that we put up with our Blackstone. I do my thing is breakfast tacos. That's what I cook. Uh, we love to do breakfast tacos uh, in the morning. And uh, that's just a staple. And sometimes we'll do bacon, egg, and cheese. And sometimes we'll do sausage, egg, and cheese. Always throwing some kind of hot sauce on there because we love our hot sauce. Uh, that little cooler there. Yeah, no matter if it's a Yeti or an Igloo, every day in August at Garner, you're going to the Garner State Park store to buy three bags of ice every day without fail doesn't matter if you put your uh cooler under your camper or under a tree i guess i could have put it in the camper because we're not in there during the day but yeah every day three bags of ice i was going to get it that was my job there's carrie she's putting all the fixings on her burgers we had wonderful meals there um we had uh i got it listed here we had our breakfast tacos of course and we made burgers and I think uh, Sandy made chicken tomatillo in the crock pot. And that was for our tacos. Uh, and then the last night we we uh, made it easy on ourselves and just did some good old-fashioned American hot dogs. So, um, yeah. So, ate, ate really good. There's uh, us putting cheese on the burgers. Everything tastes better outside. Like when we go camping, I don't know. It can just be a ham and cheese sandwich. I mean, it. It tastes better when you're camping, or at least in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. So it's funny because the Frio River, well, just a few weeks earlier, that was Sandy and I. I'm showing a picture of Sandy and I in the snow. We were in Colorado, um, and that's going to be a whole other episode on its own. But my entire family, uh, there's about 17 to 20 of us every beginning of July. We go to Estes Park, Colorado, and this was one of the only years that we've gone that we've actually seen snow. So we go from this image where Sandy and I are uh, in the snow, and of course I'm rocking a beard there. It's gone now, but uh, we go from that to this. <laughs> so we go from Frio cold weather to the Frio River, and we're in the water. So um, yeah, we love getting out and about and doing things. Uh, so this is what I was talking about. There's like gigantic boulder there, and we just have our chairs uh, in the water. Uh, really relaxing day. Um, tons of people were there. Eat, you know, these 105, 108 degree temperatures did not hold uh, the Texans back from having uh, a good time out there at Garner State Park. 
So um, I brought the rod and reels, and Carrie and I wet a lure when we were in the water. My sister Carrie and I uh, tried to, we, we saw all these tiny little minnows everywhere, and then we saw these, I don't know, about four, five, six inch fish. And Carrie had read that they had stocked the Frio with rainbow trout, which I didn't know. Uh, so we were giving it a shot, um, but no luck. We didn't have any luck. Um, and I brought all my saltwater tackle and I thought that my voodoo mambos that are typically about six inches long, about as long as the fish that we saw swimming around us, I thought that that was going to be a little too big. Uh, so thankfully I brought these little tiny voodoo shrimp. They're like two and a half inches. And so that's what we were rigged up with. Uh, but we didn't get a bite, but that's all right. We still had fun. Um, here's <laughs> Sandy took a photo. So we were, we were casting and those boulders, you know, there's, uh, there's plenty of places to get snagged. So I got, I, I got snagged up and then I told Sandy, I was like, Hey, this is a great photo op. So why don't you take a picture of me? And then Carrie's looking over at me and I'm, struggling like acting like i got a big one but no nope i was hung up um so no fish for joey at Carner. um i think before i go next time i'm gonna research other places to go not just on the on the frio because you know maybe like where our campsites were which were up river from the dam maybe there's good fishing down river uh, with regard to uh, the dam being the reference point so if any of you have fished the frio uh, near the Garner State Park there. Um, let me know about it because, you know, I'm going to do my own research. But if you guys have any experience, um, I would absolutely love to hear about it. And that's something else that I'd really like this podcast to be is like sharing information um, because that's what that's what I'm doing from my perspective, things that I have experienced. And I would just love to hear from you. And it's not, this podcast is not solely going to be me alone. I'm going to have multiple guests on uh, for this first one though. I just wanted to kind of tell you about our experience at Gardner and, um, and go from there. So I, I had a note to tell you guys about the tent. Um, oh, there's a picture of Sandy and I dancing. Um, so that tent that we got, it's a Coleman eight person tent and we got it off of Amazon. It literally says in the description, like it till not like down in the, wordy description but in the title of the product that you're buying that it sets up in 60 seconds uh, before we went camping sandy and i here um in our house we set it up and it it took us way longer than 60 seconds i think it probably took us like 10 minutes uh, and then that was our very first time doing it and then once we got to the campground uh, we tried to set it up and i think we it was probably about the same time. And it was me, Sandy, and my sister Carrie setting it up. But I will say it's a good tent, easy to set up, and yes, easy to take down. But I guess I can put that link of that tent in case you guys want it. Um, but we've used it one time, and it worked out uh, perfectly. So um, what else? Uh, I told you Old Baldy earlier about Garner State Park. Uh, old Baldy is, um, it was a really cool hike. Um, it last, you know, it took us about 50 minutes. I mentioned earlier I was in, you know, my whole family was in Colorado. When I say my whole family, it's not five or six of us, it's about 20 of us. 
we do a lot of hiking there. And of course, elevation, you know, it's really steep. Some hikes there in Colorado are really steep. I was very surprised. Old Baldy at Garner, it was steep. And, uh, you know, we were all talking like, maybe we should have stretched before no, we, we did Old Baldy. But we got through it and we had fun. Uh, I have an image up of um, the, the uh, you know, whenever you summit Old Baldy. And you can see down on the Frio River, and, which I'm showing there. And if, if I don't know if you can make it out, but it shows the dam. And the water is just barely trickling. Uh, over the dam. So here's us. Here's a picture of us. Uh, I okay. I know the jokes are gonna come in. Old Baldy hiked Old Baldy. I don't think I'm old, guys. I'm in my mid forties, so don't start with the Old Baldy hiked Old Baldy stuff. Um, there was a bird viewing uh, blind at Garner State Park, and I'll let you guys know. I am, like I said, mid forties. I'm not a bird watcher. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm not there in my life yet. Did I buy binoculars to see birds? Yes, but that doesn't make me a bird watcher. Uh, but this thing was really cool. It looked like a, this bird blind that they had built. You walk up and it's kind of like a um, kind of like a dugout or a wall with some cutout holes there. And there in the image, you see Sandy on the right and Carrie on the left. They're looking through there. And on the other side, I don't know if I included a picture. No. On the other side, there's um, like four or five bird bass and probably 10 different bird feeders. And there were tons of birds there. So it did not disappoint. Um, so we thought it was really cool. And then when I was doing some research, because I was trying to find out what bird uh, I was looking at that had a yellow belly. Um, so I know that there's a woodpecker called the yellow belly woodpecker. But this bird that I was looking at was not a woodpecker, uh, but it was a yellow bellied bird. It was more like a little tiny chirping bird. Um, in my research, I saw the Garner State Park bird checklist. There has to be like a hundred different birds on this. And I was like, wow. Uh, but we probably identified four or five different ones uh, while we were there. So, um, but that's going to wrap up this podcast. Um, I hope I didn't run through everything too fast. Maybe I did. But this is the first one. Just going to let it go. Uh, Garner State Park, will we be back? absolutely we will be back we had a great time and um i I forget let me look what our next i have it in my calendar what our next state park is so garner was august i keep everything in this little uh here okay our next one is in september we're going to stephen f austin state park so uh with these podcasts um, I would love your feedback. Uh, critique me. Give me some good constructive criticism because I want to make the best this the best product for you guys, the listeners. So um, thank you for uh, watching. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Outdoor Chronicles podcast. And, and until next time, guys, take care. <laughs>